Hello, everyone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am happy. We're feeling a little crabby today. Uh, the I'm reason happy. for I'm happy. I called it last episode. I know it's it's funny that you were like you wanted your cutesy Dark Souls game, and then I got one with crabs. We got That's one with crabs coming. Incredible. Out. <laughs> uh, that was shown during the recent Nintendo Indie World, or as we like to call them, the Nindies. Uh, we'll be going over that later in the show. We got a lot of topics to go over, a lot of news things happening in the video game world. But as always, what we like to start the show off with is if we've been playing anything new. So, Gino, what have you been playing? Um, yesterday, as of Wednesday the 11th, right? the PlayStation Core came out for the Mr. FPGA. So I am playing through all my old PlayStation games. That's again. right. So this is the, uh, this is the, the official release. The so. official release of the PlayStation ROM thing, right? Well, the Core. So the basically, core? Okay. it emulates the hardware, uh-huh. not the games. So uh-huh. If you have your PlayStation disc, you can actually put it into a CD-ROM drive. There's a few CD-ROM drives that actually work. You can read them, <laughs> and uh, it reads like it's a PlayStation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, fun. Does it work off of emulation also? Like, can you yeah. download the yeah. game? Yeah, okay. it works off of emulation as well. Um, is- you can also use this core to develop your own PlayStation game. Ooh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yep, that's what I've been doing. So, what PlayStation games have you fired up? Uh, the original Digimon game where when you walked around. Oh my god! And your your feet sounds like um. Uh, paintball guns. And the original Harry Potter games. I'm going through all the trash first before I get to the good stuff. <laughs> like, you purposely played all the bad games. I like, I'm going tactically in alphabetical order. Okay. Resident Evil doesn't happen until I reach the R's. <laughs> so eventually you're going to play through uh, Bubsy. I already loaded it once and it crashed twice. Uh, I'm like, that's as much. That's the that's the that's the sign. That's the sign. No, that's the sign. That's the no. face telling you no. Do not touch this game. <laughs> do not harm your do soul. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also came up to the realization, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, we were having this discussion at the cafe what the game awards are gonna. It, I feel like it's just gonna be Dark Souls and like. Whatever Nintendo publishes this year. Oh, you mean Elden Ring? Yeah, yeah, Elden Ring. And whatever Nintendo puts out this year. If anything. If I, well, they have a bunch of games coming out this year. Well, yeah. I mean, all they got like Mario Strikers coming out, Splatoon 3, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, but nothing beyond that. Fire but we know of, the Three Houses. Uh, game. I'm, my interest in Fire Emblem is like less than zero. I still love the fact that everyone's like, why doesn't Nintendo just publish another Breath of Fire game? That's Capcom. Direct uh, that rage at Capcom. I like that a lot of people mistakenly think a lot of games are either like... Ex- Nintendo? Nintendo. Or, or PlayStation. And it's like, guys, like, I get it that, like, you associate the system with that character. Sure. That character is no longer there. It's like, you have to pay attention to this stuff. It's amazing how many people to this day still don't realize Crash Bandicoot is not owned by Sony. <laughs> or Spyro. That too. Or Dex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just happened to come out on... Like, or, PlayStation was the highest selling system at the time, so it made sense to put all the mascot platformers on the PlayStation. And my God, were there a lot of them. Yeah, none of them still managed to kill Mario. 
No, you can never kill Mario. It's like trying to say you can kill Sonic. The only one that can kill Sonic is Sonic himself. And they've, then, they've come so close. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so, they've uh, come so close. The, the fact that they keep making Sonic games after Sonic 06 was probably the closest they've ever come. And to this day, I still want to replay the game. I don't know, man. I thought Sonic Forces was pretty bad. Sonic Forces was bad, but now they're... We've reached a point in time where there are people who are going back and looking at the games, what's known like the storybook games, the games that came out on the Wii. Right. And they're like, no, those are great Sonic games. I played those games when I was a kid. Someone argued today. There was a, te- a young teen here at the cafe arguing that Sonic Forces was a good game. And I'm like, you're making me feel bad. It's like, yeah, it's a game for my childhood. I'm like, don't, don't, no. No. It's, it's funny to think that like... The 3DS we're, is someone's childhood, childhood console. Right? So, like, I mean, we we were around when Nintendo came out. Like, we were around when the internet was invented. Yes, that too. My childhood toy is a stick. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny because when you think about it, like, for me, my first systems were the NES and the Atari. Yeah. And then, like, when my son was going off, for example, I think his first, he had the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah. Which. Mario well, 20 years ago. The 3DS is my son's childhood handheld. Oh my god, so old. <laughs> when you think about it, because I, I was sitting here, I was like, I was 24 when the when the 3DS came out. Right. I was 25 when I bought one. Uh huh. That was like over 10 years ago. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that people can actually say that the 3DS was their childhood handheld. It drives me absolutely insane. I was at Book Off. For those of you who don't know, Book Off is a Japanese store here in the city. It's the one in um, Japan Village in Brooklyn. Yeah. And this this kid was like, yeah, I want to play these retro games. But I have to, like, he was looking at the Japanese import. Because um, I was also buying games. there. They have a pretty good sale. Right. Um, he was looking at some N64 games. He's like, yeah, but you need Japanese Nintendo 64 to play them. I'm like, no, you know, the N64 is not region locked. Yeah. They're like, wait, what is it? There are two tabs in the N64 that you just have to snip and then you can put in cartridges. There's just two little plastic tabs. <laughs> That's it. That's your region lock. The only region lock consoles from Nintendo are the 3DS and the Wii. Right. That's it. Damn. The, people, the fact that people didn't realize this, they're like, oh yeah, Game Boy games are region locked. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, yeah. Unless you bought uh, a Hong Kong version, or if you were like me as a child, you asked your cousins in Europe, because the, the GBA was actually cheaper. The SP was actually cheaper in Europe than the US. By like 15 bucks, maybe? No, by like 30 bucks. I don't think it was that much. After it came after shipping, it's like I mean they just mailed it in the regular mail for us. Um, but no, my cousin when, <laughs> did they send it, was, it in a plain white envelope? <laughs> they sent it in a tiny box, but the I'm talking about the bundle because it was bundled with Super Mario with uh with another game, and that was cheaper than buying it here, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. What have you been playing? So I've been playing through. Sifu, still playing. Uh, still playing that. I enjoyed it. Uh, I played Trek to Yomi. Oh, how was it? That was a really good game. Very short. 
I'd be there in like three hours. Okay. But it's a beautiful, beautiful samurai game. It's like, I feel like this one does like the whole Kurosawa inspiration better than Ghost of Tsushima did. Because like Ghost of Tsushima, yes, is you it, can play it in the black an and white. Excellent, yeah, but it's but an like excellent it takes game. away from how amazing Ghost of Tsushima looks. Yes. So like the color palette in Ghost of Tsushima. But is this one was designed to be in black and white. Yeah. So this one, like, you know, the way they did the camera angles and how they did certain side shots and tracking shots and Trek Yomi was just phenomenal. Um yeah. I was I, I was blown away. I just kind of I felt like I wanted more, even though I it was like a lower price scheme. I don't know. I, something about it made me feel like I didn't get my money's worth, even though I enjoyed what I played and it had a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah, it was just that feeling of like, damn, I just wanted a little bit more. How much is the game again? It's like twenty bucks. Okay. I don't know. Like I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, it probably, it probably could probably use just a little more, like, eat, or like a dessert at the end or something. Yeah, I, like, I felt like something was missing. I just didn't under, I couldn't, I couldn't put like my finger on it. Like, I played it and I beat it, and I'm like, this was it really needs a good. Physical release, probably. That's probably. I think, I, th- I think I would have felt better if I like actually owned the game or something. Yeah, so if I you had the like, physical release, that's probably what it is. Maybe. Because I like that. That's what I've come to realize with a lot of indies. I'm just like. One of the things I was asking when I was at PAX is, you guys going to do physical releases? And like, you're like one of the few people asking that why. I was like, well, as much as I want to give you guys money, and I do want to give them money, there are some times where I find like a great, a great game. Um, a good example of this is Eastward. Right. I loved every minute of playing of Eastward. When I beat the game, I was unsatisfied, and, I, and it took me a while to realize why. I didn't have a physical, I couldn't physically be like, look at the game cartridge and be like, yes, I know all your secrets now. Yes. Right. Every, and just, it's just that feeling. Yeah. And the thing is now, like, digital's becoming more and more of a thing, mostly just because, like, it's, it's easier to publish digitally. It's also cheaper for a lot of these companies to do it. Um, but therein creates the demand. That's why I love, like, there you got limited run you have uh special reserve games companies are coming out just like well if they're not gonna do it there used to be a we service are. that i used to you know those multi-box services that you sign up for right there was one that was actually the base if you come to the cafe you'll see them behind the counter and it's literally called indie box and what they sold were drm free so they gave you like a usb key with the game on it physical pc releases of indie games. And they were great. They also gave you a Steam code. So, I think that's cool. Yeah. I want more of that. But I know that's pricey and everything. It is. It can be. can be. All right. Let's go down some of the uh, gaming news that has happened today. Big things over in the realm of game union representation. Uh, game company unions took their case to the White House recently. Um, the union company known as, I'm, uh, sure, I'm trying to remember the name from top here. Oh, uh, the United Hytho Workers, uh, basically brought their concerns of workers in the tabletop industry. So this is mostly anything with like, uh, TCGs, digital card games and things like that, but it also works for game, game designs. Devs. 
Yeah. Uh, they presented their findings uh, at the White House to discuss how a proposed gaming union could work. And um, a lot of it was also brought in front of Senate Budget Committee Chairman Bernie Sanders. Yay! Uh, so it was a, g- a good moment for it. Uh, it also had a lot to do with like the Amazon Union and things like that. But this is the first time that anything representing any type of game union has been presented to the United States government. Uh, so hopefully there'll be some support behind it. And better working conditions for all our developers and our developer friends worldwide. They need sleep. <laughs> they need sleep and they don't need to sleep underneath their yeah. desks. I, I will say I did like some of the ideas that they had presented in yeah. their union packet. Because this is all you can all read this stuff you can online. Read this, you can actually take this packet and apply it to yourself and make little tweets if you want to. Like it's a very open source packet. Um, yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we were talking about this earlier, um, that they have to properly outline development time. Yep. So that way, it's like you know, if there there should be no more crunch unless there's an absolute like, like unless there's a legitimate emergency, like hey, our system went down and we lost a month of work, mm-hmm. or something like that. There's no reason why crunch should be decided should be decided because, um. What's it called? Not uh, the media plan. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're releasing on this date. I also like that uh, they were like, it. It should be the it should, the release date should be scheduled based on actual development time yeah. and not what the marketing team yes. decides. Yeah, um, which I guess is like a give and take because like you want to make it for either the you want to you want to make it for like particular parts of the season, especially when you like you have a high profile release and you want to yeah. have it in time for the holidays. Like, I get that, but then at that point, you should be planning around that when you start looking at, it's like, hey, you want to make it for this set. Or if you know that a, part of it is also because of trade secrets, like, the the companies can't talk about new consoles coming out. Yes. Which is why I'm sitting here saying, like, the only company that should be planning their releases around new console development should be Nintendo, because they, they, that you buy a Nintendo product for you buy Nintendo products for the Nintendo games. Yeah. It always makes me funny when I, I, I see people who buy Nintendo consoles. And they complain about And them? they complain about, like, why, <laughs> there's, no games why on there's no games. And it's like, well, what were you buying the system for? Like, have you not been paying attention <laughs> to what the past couple of Nintendo systems have done? And then it's like, and then they're like the type of people who only play, like, the sports games and stuff like that. And it's like, you could have just gotten an Xbox. Like, like, if you don't want to, if you like... I oh, want Call of Duty on the go. That's why you buy a Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that's why you buy a Steam Deck. And it's just funny when I see, like, uh, especially in a lot of the gaming groups on, like, Facebook and on Twitter and stuff like that, they're like, I feel like I didn't get my money's worth of my Switch. And it's like, what, what, what did you, you buy playing? it for? What are you playing? What are you it's playing? Like, there's, like, three Nintendo games a year, and at least one of them is something you're going to want to play. Which is hilarious, because, like... I, we were like, I bought Kirby! Early. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, it's funny that you mentioned that. If we look at this year alone, there are eight more titles from Nintendo that are first-party titles coming out. Yeah, there's more first-party titles coming out for Nintendo than the other two, than the other two combined. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. But I love this because there was the Direct recently also, and people were complaining. It's like, well, when is Nintendo going to give us Breath of Fire? I'm like, Breath of Fire is not a Nintendo IP. 
The other thing too is like it specifically <laughs> was gone. like no. My favorite thing was it was specifically indie world, and you still had people like where was my Breath of the Wild two announcement? I'm like, did you not read the title of what this thing is? It says indie world. This just goes there's to- nothing about Breath of the Wild two that's indie. <laughs> it just goes unless you're talking about like um, Tunic. I guess that is the most. That is the most. Indie Zelda that you'll get this year. Go play Tunic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the, the, the Indie Direct later. Uh, moving on from Union stuff. Uh, <laughs> speaking of more cancelization. Speaking of more cancelization, Gotham Knights <laughs> is no longer coming to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. The game is only being made for the PS5, the Xbox Series X, and PC only. I'm a little confused at the Xbox One cancellation because there is virtually no difference between the Xbox One and the Xbox Series S. I understand it, actually. Um, it has something to do with certification. Okay. So when you have a... Ba- so basically, what, when you do an Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X release, mm-hmm. um, there are actually two different versions of the games because they have two different texture packs. Okay. So it costs in that sense. So it just makes sense to be like, we're going to choose the one that everyone wants the prettier game. So yeah, in that sense, it makes sense. There's also, you have to use a different type of disc. Technically. (laughs) Uh, Technically, because for the Xbox Series X and S, well, for the X, it has, it requires U Blu-ray, like, uh, UHD, like the ultra high definition right. Blu-rays, mm-hmm. while the Xbox One just requires just regular Blu-ray. Okay. So it's like, do you want to spend? It's where you. It, this is more about a money concern. Well, I mean, it's obviously a financial thing. I mean, I'm, and the other thing too is like, you know, you don't want to stretch your development team so hard to work on so many consoles. Oh, <laughs> you mean like <laughs> Cyberpunk? Like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is now actually a good game. Oh, it came out. I, I it came out. I, the game actually released a year after it. A year released. and a half. A year and a half. Um, but Gotham Knights is the upcoming game from WB Montreal. This is not the uh, Rocksteady game. Uh, it doesn't take place in the same universe as the Arkham games. It, it even though it deals with like the death of Batman, which is how the Arkham trilogy ended. Spoiler alert! Sorry, guys. It's been ten years. <laughs> um. You play as the Red Hood, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Robin. And they're up against the Court of Owls in this particular storyline. Uh, there's been two streams of different gameplay releases. The first one was Batgirl and Robin. The most recent one that they showed, uh, I think it was like maybe like a day or two ago, it was Red Hood and uh, Nightwing. Um it seems like two different games. It really felt like two it games. really did. Like I, I thought I literally thought it was two different games, but it's the same game. Um, They're Pokemoning it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not impressed by either of the gameplays. Game like either one. I just I looked at the game. And I'm just like I don't know something about can, it feels off. You know what, can I be quite honest with you? The game has taken so long to come out that you've lost interest. That's the issue. I know. I've 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 been. Keeping tabs with it because obviously I'm still interested, but when I was watching it, I didn't feel as excited as I did when I saw like the Arkham games or even when I saw like the Suicide Squad game. 
Like I just didn't feel that same excitement. Like I'm still excited for it's the Suicide Squad. It's a very safe game. I feel like, and I feel like the reason why they're doing this is because they're probably setting up for another Arkham like trilogy, even if they're not connected. Yeah. Um. But I hope the game does well. There's some ideas in it that look really nice, and then there's a lot of stuff that's in it that I'm just like, what? Why? Why is this in the game? Like it has the typical open world fluff that I just despise. And I get it, that's because, you know, the Arkham games, you know, especially yeah, the... But at the, the, at the time, here's the thing. This is why I say that this game has taken out taken too long to come out. You'll see why. Um, the, um, the Arkham games came out at a time when open world was that. And I feel like this started development right after the Probably. So it's stuck in that mindset. Now that we have things like Breath of the Wild, and Elden Ring, this game, you e- you have to make a choice. You either Duke Nukem it, <laughs> or you stick to what you have. Yeah, and I guess they're sticking with they're what sticking they have. to what they have. Which I'm gonna be a little more lean, you know. It's like you know what? It's it's very costly to just restart a game. And to be quite honest with you, I think because of Elden Ring, that's why I think Breath of the Wild Two was delayed. They're gonna take some ideas from that. Probably should. Release. <laughs> yeah. No, they probably sat there and like, actually, there's some things that we could take from here and we can work on it ourselves. For sure. Which is perfectly fine. But with any hope that the cancellation of the PlayStation Xbox One more polished, polished. it'll be more polished because it still did, it still looked okay. But we'll see. It's supposed to drop uh, this October, I think. Twenty six was the release date yeah. for Gotham, right? So we'll see when it drops. Uh, moving along, we got some uh, EA Sports news. <laughs> After 30 years, EA and FIFA have finally split. This is gaming's biggest divorce in a long time. Um, EA Sports. The it's game. weird when we're actually rooting for EA. Yeah, because FIFA wanted to charge them like a billion dollars for the license. EA wasn't having that. Uh, what's going to happen now is the rest of the, the forces will be EA Sports FC stands for football club because uh, soccer the correct word for soccer is football we have american football actually actually no the term soccer is trademarked by fifa is it yes that sucks like no when you there's a movie you should watch i can't remember it but it talks about the founding of fifa when you sit here and realize it you're like it is the most evil like literally it is cartoonishly evil and greedy it is hilarious <laughs> that means this year's FIFA 23 will be the last title in the FIFA uh, uh, series. They're still committed to giving out quality product, quality product with FIFA, which the FIFA games have always been pretty decent. You know, actually, yeah, the the, the FIFA games have had more um, what's it called, more improvements than the Madden game. Yes. Uh so they continue to sell well. Um, but we actually wish you luck. The name FIFA the names, behind it. The name behind it one and the name, I guess the that, player names. The player names too. That's gonna hurt. Um FIFA's saying that they're gonna go to their other gaming partners, and I'm like, what no one's people? gonna no one's gonna pay that money. Like no one's gonna pay a billion dollars. Might. Ubisoft might, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't see. Because no, on the board of Ubisoft, um they share board members between yeah. the FIFA Association and Ubisoft. I think like FIFA's gonna try to go to Konami and then Konami's just gonna laugh at them. <laughs> 
Because Konami already has the PES. Yeah, they're just going to sit here and literally just laugh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they'll go to Square. Square would put out a, a FIFA game? They've put out sports games before. Have they? Yes. Their oh, they had sport- that. that, that was, I remember their racing game a long time ago. No, no, no. <laughs> the, last, the last actual sports game Squaresoft put out was on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yes, that's how far back we're going. Okay, Squaresoft. Yeah. No, let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, Square has just been making terrible decisions. Yeah, we talked so, about that last episode, which you can find, by the way, on our website over at digitalerentertainment.com. Uh, let's move down the... Uh, oh, we already talked about that. Yeah, after getting... Technically, they got dumped by EA. The FIFA got dumped. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, speaking of... Uh, we were on the subject of the Nintendo Switch earlier. Switch has sold over 103 million units as of the past year. And in a earnings call type thing, uh, Nintendo has said that the idea of a next console is a major concern for them. And I'm wondering why they're thinking about the next console when the Nintendo Switch, they said it was halfway yeah. for its life cycle, which means we still have about like four well, or five years of the Nintendo no, Switch. That's fair. No, no, this is actually fair for Nintendo to be thinking this far. Because remember, when the Wii came out, about year or two into development, they started thinking, this is about the right kind of speed for Nintendo, because they like to take time incubating ideas about how to make gameplay fun. Yeah. So one of the major concerns, the reason why it's a major concern for Nintendo is they are trying to figure out how they would make a new system exciting for all the people who currently own a Switch right now, which a lot of people. 103 million units sold. So that's even people who have bought multiple switches. <laughs> well, I mean, I got myself my regular switch. I have my launch switch. I have my <laughs> switch light, and I have my own. Switch. Yeah, I got. I got. Laura has her original switch, a tune switch because she likes to collect the the console. That's like crazy. when they do. The Animal Crossing Switch. Oh my god. Her Switch Lite and her OLED. Yeah. So I know my son has the Switch, the Mario Switch. And his mother has the Animal Crossing one. Why do I have eight Switches in my house? I don't know, man. That's what this- <laughs> I have like 12 computers. No, I have 25 computers in my house and eight Switches. <laughs> what is wrong with me? You like Nintendo a lot. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just <laughs> sitting here, I'm like, I am so happy I do not have to pay for electricity. Right? <laughs> but yeah. Um I just I just found it like weird. Like, why would you be thinking about the next iteration of consoles? It already? makes sense because they like to think they are thinking ahead. Well, they're always forward thinking. I think they should just let them I think no, I no no. Like they're this is probably the early like I'm talking about like they're gathering ideas early stage development that I haven't even talked about hardware right? I don't even want like that much of an up just give me a switch with like I feel like they're stuck in the situation where it's the situation of the N64 to the game that's where I feel like they're stuck in for those of you who don't know who are young the GameCube <laughs> almost killed Nintendo it is their worst selling console next to 
the um the virtual boy the virtual boy so yeah it's funny when you think that the wii and the wii u sold more than the gamecube combined like they absolutely <laughs> obliterated the game it's funny though it is they, they were also part of the reason nintendo almost like was done yeah and it's also part of the reason why Nintendo's so conservative with their hardware. Yes. Because the GameCube at the time was technically, technically as tech specs, the GameCube is technically more powerful than the PS2. Yes. But that comes at a cost. It, is, <laughs> it comes at the cost of having to design a game around their controller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. GameCube controller was interesting. I like the controller. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's a good controller. Uh, we got some Destiny news uh, revealed today in their news update this week at Bungie. Banana. The Destiny 2 Iron Banner is getting a refresh with the next season as the game mode Rift from Destiny 1 is making a comeback. Specifically, it's going to be Iron Banner Rift. We're getting a new Crucible map, the first new Crucible map in like seven years. It's a lot of years to go wait, without a new map. No, wait, Destiny. Was it during Osiris was the last Crucible map? Yeah. Right. It's been a couple of years. The Gino, the Gino's the disembodied voice over to my my right. This is over there. I always hide off the camera. He hides off camera. He he likes to monitor the stream chat and the stream metrics and make sure like we're not blinking in and out of existence. You know, alternate realities and though. Why yeah, though? Because I don't that's why. That, because that's what he decided to do. I don't, I, I don't force people to do things they don't want to do. When we had people on the other side, I used to be on the other side. If he doesn't want to be on camera, he doesn't have to be on camera. He can always choose to just roll over and say hi. Like, <laughs> hello. There you go. See, you happy now? We got a Gino on screen. <laughs> now go back to <laughs> Back to my corner. Back to your corner. But yeah, um, I can't believe Iron Potassium is getting, uh, I will never call it Banner. The me- Metal Potassium? Metal Potassium. <laughs> <laughs> Has it really been since Osiris? Yeah. Oh my God. It's been a couple of years since we haven't had a Crucible map in Destiny 2. <laughs> to be fair, Crucible's good. Not much. I mean, not no. many pe- I feel like not many people play Crucible. Oh, a lot of people play Crucible. Uh, Very essential. Um, we're getting a new map. Uh, we're getting new mode. The they're disabling power level for Iron Banner. Why? I guess pointless. Not really. <laughs> I don't banana. It's gonna be a new quest. Season seventeen will go live on May twenty fourth. Uh, so that's soon. New season in Destiny two. Uh, but this Monday, speaking in uh, other continuously updating games. This coming Monday, there will be a big announcement from Fall Guys. This big announcement is so big, they got wrestler, WWE wrestler Xavier Woods to be the host of this announcement on their Twitch stream and everything online. So it's got to be big, and it leaves me wondering, just... Did they buy WWE? (laughs) (laughs) Did Vince McMahon finally sell? Fall Guys? I refuse to believe <laughs> that you do not know what Fall Guys is. Jerry knows what it is. It's just no one plays it anymore. Like, a lot of people. Friend, it's... Amongst our friend group. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, but I played. I played religiously. <laughs> um, so a lot of people have been theorizing just what this big announcement could be. I think it's going to be what has long been rumored is finally the port to the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox consoles. Um, I do think it's also time for their next season, so probably a, a season... A, a wrestling theme. I would, season I seven. would pay so like, much that would money be for funny them. as that would be crazy. It would also be hilarious if they actually do have a like King of the Hill kind of in a wrestling match. I, I, all I'm saying is I want my John Cena skin, so then they can't see me. You're visible, <laughs> visible the entire time. Uh, Fall Guys is going to be fun. I look forward to the announcement. It'll be uh, streaming on Monday the 16th. Oh, you know who else is getting content? I, I think you might have missed this. It dropped, I think, yesterday. Ubisoft's, um, what's it called? Oh my god, I forgot the name of the game. Uh, Tom Clancy, The Division. Oh yeah, The Division got an update. I, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the trailer. I was like, oh my god, they remember The Division? <laughs> the Division. Uh, that's, uh, that's a game that could have been. And I, like of all you the... You know what the best part is? It, you know The Division? I, I finally logged into the game. It has a timer. This is the last time you logged into the game. Jesus. So I sat there and was like, oh, wow. And that's what greets you. I'm like... It's just funny because like, I feel like that could have been the game that would have been the other good live service. Yeah, but, you know... They don't know what to... They don't know how to maintain games. It's very true. Except like Assassin's Creed. Because they do new stuff for Assassin's Creed like every couple of months. That's mostly the case. Oh, we have a template for yeah, so they literally have a just done the same for the division. But it doesn't matter now because half that team left. Yeah. They went to make the Vampire the Masquerade yeah, Blood yeah, Battle yeah. Royale game. They're doing fine. Oh, but it's nice to see that, it's nice it's nice to see that like, you know, it got an update. I still don't care. My forty bucks. I just never again. I'm just not doing it. And, and we got so, burned twice. You realize that? We I got, got burned twice on the same <laughs> franchise. And I'm so upset. <laughs> and then watch, they announce the third one. No. And then we'll sit there and be like, mmm. I like. If it, what happens if it takes place in LA, though? I'm not going to care. It's like the, the, first division, the, the first division, I was like, I don't know if I should do this. And my friends were all gung ho. So I jumped in with them. I bought the $100 gold edition. See, and I was just like, all right, when's the first drop? Six months from now. Okay. This so is then funny it, because we're talking about returning games. I'm going back to Guild Wars 2. I have nothing else to play right now. Also, <laughs> in terms of MMOs. So, like, they, they had, like, this year-long map for content. Yeah. And the updates were just so minuscule. Like, they were like, here's the Division's first ever raid. And I'm like, all this is is a uh, standard incursion mode, but with mechanics. Like, that's all you gave me. Yeah. This is not a raid. Like, a raid is I go through things and I do challenges to keep busy progressing. putting out Assassin's Creed's game. Apparently getting an online-only game. I, I heard about that, but I, I don't know. Assassin's Creed Battle Royale. No, it's going to be uh, Assassin's Creed Destiny. <laughs> yeah. What do you have for drops? Cloaks. <laughs> and wrist stabby things. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> On to more delays. More delays because developers are tired. Tired. Uh, 
Bethesda has delayed Starfield and Redfall to 2023. Uh, Starfield was the upcoming game from uh, the Skyrim dev team. Dev team, you know, Todd, Nicole. Uh, Redfall was the upcoming game from the uh, Prey and Dishonored devs. Uh, they released their statement today that we've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams of Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studio Starfield have incredibly have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. Their energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. Can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. So here's my here's the conspiracy theorist in me. Because of all the acquisitions, because of everything going on right now, right? We're heading into another video game crash. <laughs> That's why these delays are happening. I think the issue is they always they have it's it's the Hollywood issue. Yeah. How do you get the bigger blockbuster? And it's like, you don't need to do that for every game. No. Give me a single-A title game. Give me a double-A title game. Even if it's from Bethesda. I don't remember Elder Scrolls being considered a triple-A game. But now it has to be, because that's the pressure that they're under. Just dumb. Skyrim, I wouldn't even consider a triple-A game. I wouldn't even consider Skyrim a game. That's me. At launch, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and like... <laughs> like, I don't... I. And you know who's kind of to blame for this? Technically, games media. I don't know if it's games media, but I think the other thing, too, is, like, you hear so much about these games coming out very haphazardly and bug-filled, especially games from Bethesda. No, 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 no. First, 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 <laughs> that's just a Bethesda experience. That's from day one. There's nothing you can that's do. That's the day one that. feature, right? That, that, that's something, like, listen, it doesn't matter how good of a dev you are, Bethesda puts it out, it's like, hey, we have a game-breaking bug. Okay. That's, that was part of the game That's all Bethesda. along. That's Bethesda. Just like, oh, you buy a Nintendo game, you're always going to have to pay full price for a Nintendo game no matter how many months. No matter how many years it goes by. Or like, for Square Enix. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will always be 60 bucks. 60 bucks. <laughs> or <laughs> Forever. <laughs> or you buy um, a Sony game. Cool. Can I play this on recent consoles? No. No. Like, that's just, those, those are the quirks of those companies. Yes. Like, I can't, I can't fault them for that anymore. No. Uh, on the other side of things, we had a, another develop, a developer deep dive for Dead Space, where they got to reveal a little bit more of the single-player gameplay and a release date. Dead Space is coming out January 27th of 2023. That's going to be exciting. That is going to be exciting. And one of the main reasons I'm excited for this is, like, EA understood the bad will that they had when they got rid of the visceral team. They hired most of that team back for this game, so I thought that was really yeah. nice. They even were like... I feel like guys. EA is, tr is like turning around and I feel Sometimes like they do, and then there's other things they do, and you're like, nope, it's still the same old EA. No, but then they just made an announcement recently that, like, for Battlefield, they're like, yeah, we're throwing out all our original plans, and we're starting from the ground up with more story-driven content. Yes. Which means... We're going to get single-player Battlefield games again. <laughs> Which means I'm getting Bad Company 3 finally. We'll get Bad Company 3. All right. <laughs> Let's get on to the main topic of our show, which was the recent Nintendo Indie World presentation, which gave us 
basically gave us what we wanted. <laughs> uh, for those of you who listened to the episode last week, um, I asked for a cutesy... A cutesy Souls-like game. And one of the games that was announced during the show, we're going to skip over some of them, but there was a game called Another Crab's Treasure. This game looks amazing. <laughs> you basically play a hermit crab. <laughs> And you gotta fight other crabs for their shells. So you know what's even better about this so far? Everything right now. This includes Souls Like and also includes housing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cute looking game, which is why we're like, oh my god, they literally gave us what we <laughs> wished for. Uh but let's start from the top of uh some of the announcements that were given at this show. The first game they started World with was a game called Ooblets, which is basically like a combination of Harvest Moon and Pokemon. You got to collect all these weird little cookie, these weird little creatures. And then you have like a lot of the Harvest Moon stuff, like there's yeah. farming, there's building and stuff I like that. I get a lot of uh, Katamari vibes from it. Yeah, it looks like a really cute game, has a nice art style. And that's something that's going to be like a common theme amongst a lot of these games that were shown. They all had very interesting visual styles. And that's what I thoroughly enjoyed because I'm kind of tired of Gruff Military Gruff Man. Military Guy. Congrats to Master and- Chief for having sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> that show is so based. I, I can't. I love it because it's just taking... It, the reason why I love it is as much as it sticks to the lore, and it does stick very much to the lore. Somewhat, yeah. Uh, mostly the book lore, which I'm perfectly happy with. It just likes to do its own liberties. And I'm like, I have no issue with this. You're just giving me more content to, to, to laugh about and make other people angry with. Sure. Uh, so we had another game called Batura Lost Haven. This is going to be a hack and slash story-driven action RPG. Uh, it stars a naive and reckless girl who loses everything. Uh, and she has basically these mental and physical powers. And they're the weapons that she has to save her planet from oblivion. It's supposed to go on a big planet-hopping, fast-paced adventure. Uh, again, looks very cool. Has a nice this was one that uh, I thought was really cool looking. It's called a Leghead. This one reminds me of classic Nintendo. Yes. Like classic, hey, here's a tiny game. So a Leghead, you're like this little bald-headed electric dude running around. GB Robo. It's GB Robo. It's by the people who did um, uh, Kato Roboto. Kato Roboto. Kato Roboto, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you basically plug your head into like little blocks to activate like switches or make platforms and stuff like that. Looks really awesome. Uh, it has a has a very uh, Mega Man inspired level design, even though it's only using uh, two colors. Most of the yeah. game is like blue and yellow, so I thought that was really cool. Um, interesting looking title for sure. Uh, they followed that up with Soundfall, which is literally out right now. Yeah. Um, Soundfall is like this action RPG rhythm game. Like uh, it's a roguelike. You basically have to fight to the beat, so it has that type of gameplay it's from like, uh, Crypto um, the Necromancer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I like this. I like the resurgence of music games coming back. For sure. Where it's, it's like, oh, it's not just like a Guitar Hero or a DDR-like game. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, here's a roguelike, but you have to use the, the, the music and keep on rhythm to do damage. Yes. That was followed up with uh, Wild Frost, which is a a card-based RPG. Uh, you have to build a powerful deck to fight back an eternal winter. 
Uh, you get companion cards, and you get to customize them and upgrade. You also get to build your town as you progress through the game. Um, I'm gonna look forward to this game. Looks like an interesting game. I wasn't like too. I was like, oh, card based game, man. Yeah, I'm okay. That's fine. Uh, we got Tabs, which was a totally accurate battle simulator. Um, and by totally accurate, it's one of those like physics based games that everyone which has is- like. Wobbly. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> game on PC. I played it on PC for years and years and years. Uh-huh. I'm glad that's coming to the Switch because it's, it's one of those games that you turn your, your brain off. It's like, well, what if can a thousand lions beat, you know, a million like <laughs> elephants or something? Some weird stuff like you, that. You could do that. It's fun. Uh, the next one after this from uh, publisher Devolver Digital. And also from the Gato Roboto devs, uh, my personal fave of the show, Gunbrella. You're basically like this crazy woodsman with who has an umbrella that's also a gun. You got to run around, and it's like this neo-neo-punk yeah. adventure stuff. Uh, side scroller looks very cool, and it was it was the one game I was like, I need to play this. Uh, we got We Are OFK, which is uh, a game that's been shown a bunch of times on other award shows and other uh, programs. This one confused me because I'm trying to figure out, is it tied to the actual band? I is think this it like is. like an actual autobiographical? Like- I have no idea if it's autobiographical, but it is a making of the band series and it is an interactive album. That's actually kind of cool. I actually like that idea a lot. So you get the soundtrack with the game. So you get, like, the soundtrack is their album, so you get to listen to their album if you want. And you can also play the game that shows, like, how they came to be uh, this thing. Uh, Another interesting title was this game called Silt. This one actually Uh, freaked me out. Very creepy-looking black-and-white puzzle game. Uh, Mostly underwater. It's all underwater. Yeah. And what creeps me out about it is so much, it reminds me of that, um, it kind of reminds me of but like that underwater sequence. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't do it. That's <laughs> with me. Uh, Mini Motorways is also out now. Um, just I like a, this. It's just one of those puzzle games. It's one of those puzzle games where you got to figure out how to make the traffic flow. It looks yeah. really simple. Um, Gibbon Beyond the Trees was also another one that they showed where yeah. it's like the side-scroller game where you play like a monkey. Um, a Gibbon. It's an ape. <laughs> yeah, it's an ape. Uh, Wayward Strand looks really interesting. It is a interactive theater thing game that t- uh, tells the story of this young girl who's a 14-year-old teenage journalist, and she goes on her first trip to this flying ship turned hospital. Uh, it takes place during the summer of 1978 in a small Australian town, and you have a limited amount of time to get to know the staff, the patients, and investigate the mysteries of the ship. And there's a bunch of like overlapping storylines as you progress through the game. It looks really interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if it's something I will pick up, but it looked, it looked interesting enough to... Uh, Call of Lamb. <laughs> this game just looked weird. I uh, loved every minute of it because there's a game called uh, Cult Simu- Cultist Simulator okay. where you basically create a cult Okay. And you have to run it, but it's a simulation game. Uh, so you have to make the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what this felt like. This is just an art. This is a dungeon exploratory. You make a cult. Yeah. So you become a possessed lamb. 
and <laughs> you are indebted to a mysterious stranger, and you have to grow your followers as you explore different regions and weed out the false prophets who are sent to overthrow you. I don't know who makes these things, but I want whatever drugs they're on. I, I love it. I love the whole idea. <laughs> and then, of course, we had the reason why we have a crab reef going on behind us. Another crab's treasure, which we already talked about. It's a Dark Souls-like it's game. It's shell-like. It's, it's literally being called a shells-like adventure game. Um, definitely look forward to this one. Devs, I think, are called Angry Crab Devs, actually. Angry it's Crab fun. Devs? Yeah, I think that, that that's hilarious. Angry Crab. Um, we had One Shot World Machine Edition, which was a top-down puzzle adventure game. Um, pretty interesting. A lot of things that go beyond like the scope of the game. Uh, we talked about Gibbon. There was also Idol Manager announced. Yeah. Yeah, Gino's like the only one who wants this game. <laughs> Card Shark was also announced. Demo is actually out right now. Um, basically, it just looks like an I like a this. gambling. I really like this because technically it is a roguelike game. Yeah, which is weird. But it's about your skills and cheating. Yes. And I really like that concept. Then Curse the Golf, of course. Curse the Golf is actually an old PC. It's not old, but it's a, a game PC that was already out on PC. It is a golf adventure game. So you have to play golf and also like kind of platform and get power-ups and stuff like that. Really interesting mix. Very fun game. I've already played this one on PC. Uh, but if you haven't yet, it's coming to the Switch very soon. We had a guidebook of Babel announced where you have to board a cruise ship to the afterlife. <laughs> and guide lost souls to the next life in this weirdly illustrated Sink world. The boat. Sink the boat. <laughs> Sink the boat. Uh, reminded me a lot of like Spirit Fair. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder think if it's we'll tug at the same heartstrings. Most likely. Uh, we also had Opus Echo of Star Song announced, which it was just like a, a mostly an animation trailer. So I don't know what the game's about just yet. But yeah. And that was mostly it. That was mostly it. Japan had like their own yep. indie world with different games. Some of these games looked really cool, and I wish they were coming out like they might be over coming here. Out. They might be coming. Uh, out. One of the ones that was shown is this game called Undying. Um, you basically play a mother who's bit by a zombie bite, and she has a set number of days to live. You have to fight for survival. You have to protect your young son in this invest in this zombie infested world. Um, get him to safety and then get him to safety which I'm like this looks really cool I hope this comes out over here it's uh, currently only in Japan right now uh, that one looked weird I, I don't <laughs> I, that's a specific like um, Supernova World uh, Supernova Game World is uh, based off of the actual TV show which is a variety show Okay, so it's a comedy variety show that's why God, that's okay. why it worked it looked weird I was just like I don't know what this so is Drew also <laughs> does like the um, they're one of the people who does that, like that New Year's thing where you, where you see those weird shows where it's like you're all in a room and whoever gets whoever laughs gets hit with something okay like that that's pretty cool yeah uh, so yeah if you are there's a lot coming out for the Nintendo Switch this year uh, a lot of these indie games are multi-platform so yeah you know it's there a lot of them were already on PC also um, but really cool stuff to see coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Proof that the system is still alive and kicking and worth every one of those 103 million units sold. It's actually on sale right now, too. Yeah. Well, that's I the think lowest I, it's ever been. Uh, well, it's $40 off now. That's that's the lowest it's ever been. I don't care. <laughs> you 
You can get switches now on Amazon, Google, and I think Walmart has them for two forty nine ninety nine. Yep. Or two no two fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Math math is hard sometimes math when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, like I it's it's weird that we're having a basically what feels like another year that's just Nintendo leading it. For the most part, you know, I I mean, obviously the pandemic has affected a lot of development. You've yeah. seen a lot of delays. People are still trying to figure out how to how work. to how to work. Like that, there's also a shortage of devs. Yeah, that too. You know, who knows how many like independent studios just couldn't make it or got got shuttered, closed down because of the pandemic. Uh, but it's nice to see that there are still people out there pushing their games out, working hard on on their things. Actually, I feel like there's more devs. Who- that's their big jobs to just make their own indie games. Yeah, that's it what feels I feel like. There's too. more indie games now. This year definitely feels like last year. I thought would have been like, oh, last year felt very indie driven, and I got Actually, this year. Nothing but indie games. And this year is just like the indie charge is just leading the foray. Um, but that's gonna do it for today's show. Um, stick around though, because we do have RJ and Joel with some more great Ace Attorney coming up in just a few minutes. Uh. Which case are they on now? I I think they're up to the last one. It's just taking. I feel, like on, I feel like they've been up to the last one for like two months. No, they were on case four like two weeks ago, okay. and I think there's five cases now. They're on the fifth case. Of which game? I I don't. I don't okay. <laughs> They'll be up in just a couple of minutes. But as always, you can check out all of our awesome stuff. You can check out our Discord. Feel free to. Join our Discord. Link is about to be dropped into the chat. And No, that's definitely not how you spell Discord. Uh, you yeah. can check out our Discord there. We have various channels for your entertainment. I guess my son is away from the computer right now. So you can also check out our website over at digitaleraentertainment.com. You can grab all our social media links, previous episodes of our podcast, all our written content, and more. Uh, no, that's information. Uh, if you want to help us out, we do ha- want to give sh- a big shout out to our sponsor, Image Anime. You can check out uh, imageanime.com and use our promo code Discount Ship for free ground shipping on all in stock items over $100. We also have our merch over at our Stream Elements shop, streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment. You can check out our D hoodie, our D t shirt, our D mug for your beverage of choice. And as well as our decode, we got decode sweaters that I have to buy myself so I can rock it when I do these okay. things. You really want to wear a sweater in this room. Okay, I'm going to get a decode t-shirt instead. <laughs> but you know what t-shirt we should also get? You should also get our Coco Ono Pro t-shirt. Uh, speaking of Coco Ono Pro, you can check out our YouTube for our own foray into the independent gaming world. Uh, take, a, take a look at our teaser trailer for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Coco Ono Pro which was also featured on the Road Jam. I'm going to put in an exclamation point, RJ, real quick. (laughs) They can check out that link to show uh, the feature spot that we got on IGN's Rogue Game, Rogue Jam. We were an honorable mention um, for that particular competition. So very proud that uh, we got recognized in that manner. Thank you, IGN and Rogue Games, Rogue Jam, uh, for the kind words and the feedback. Uh, we definitely hope to uh, 
continue the process of this game and hopefully have something that would be more tailored to what you were looking for. Uh, but in the meantime, you can check out our teaser trailer or proof of concept over on our YouTube, as well as our previous videos of all our radio dramas, my game of the year video, our anime of the year video. And uh, yeah, that, that's what we got. No. As always, special thanks to the Waypoint Cafe for hosting uh, this wonderful podcast that you have just been listening to. The Waypoint Cafe is located at 65 Ludlow Street, right on the Lower East Side of New York. You can find myself or Gino here from time to time. Feel free to say hi if you're in the area and you're stopping by. Check out all the wonderful PCs they have for games that you like to play. Pretty awesome here. Anyway, uh, so we're going to take a moment to end the show here. As always, we'll be back with more streams throughout the week. I'll be back on Sunday for some game streams, and we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, as always, you've been decoded. Mm-hmm.